0: to Inside the Arc, unexpected episode. It is the first episode of Season 2. I'm your host, Alec Bussey, joined by Brandon Sinberg. Brandon, I think this is maybe our first, like, true emergency podcast, and I can't think of maybe a better way to start off, or worse way, maybe in Illini fans' eyes, to start off Season 2 of Inside the Arc.
1: Yeah, this is this is something else. Like, we thought we'd start the season. We knew we would be talking about the offseason and what uh, – what's going to be happening but nobody expected Adam Miller to transfer I mean this is this is crazy but it's definitely it's it's a discussion topic and he's not alone there's a lot of guys uh this offseason that have surprisingly transferred across the country a lot of starting guards on good teams so he's not alone but yeah this is this is wild uh also just a disclaimer if you hear any screaming in the background those are my roommates playing uh some Xbox. This is this is an emergency pod, so can't guarantee a quiet room. But back to the Adam Miller news, you were the one who broke it to me. You, I was not on Twitter. You texted me, Miller in all caps. And we, with, even without checking Twitter, I knew. I knew what it was. But uh, what was your initial reaction to this news?
0: I was shocked. I was in the middle of a press conference with two football players, and then all of a sudden I refreshed my Twitter, and because I have Zoom open, and then I have Twitter open on another side to do the dual window thing. And I see a refresh verbal commits. And it says, Illinois guard Adam Miller's entered the trench portal and I was like, holy crap. And I hit retweet. um, And then I immediately texted you because I figured you either hadn't seen it yet or you were going to see it and we were going to text about it. So I was, I was blown away. I did not expect this to happen at all. Uh, And we just got a statement from Brad Underwood through uh sid Derek Burson and quote it, brad underwood says adam was a big part of our success this season starting every game as a freshman and contributing not just on offense but defensively as well he has a very bright future ahead and we wish him all the best so pretty generic statement something you would expect Hold on.
1: Was, that a, was that a slice sh- shot like mentioning that he started every game is that a slice shot by brad slight party no. shot
0: No, it's not a slight shot at all. I don't think Brad meant to do that. If it's meant to be a shot, I don't think it is that. I think it's just a generic statement. Um, And I think that that's probably all we're going to hear from Illinois on this. And uh, I'll be interested to see if we hear anything from Adam Miller at this point. We haven't heard anything from him. And uh, on social media, on any sort of platform, we haven't heard anything from him. So I'm intrigued to see if anything comes out of him or his camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction at first was shock. Well, first of all, It's a terrible day to have all these breaking news stories come out on April 1st, because like a part of me thinks like, oh, it's April Fool's Day. This could be a joke. I mean, between that and the Roy Williams thing this morning.
0: uh, We're not including are we not including Chris Beard to Texas, by the way? Yeah. I just say it's hilarious that the Texas Tech program confirms it before Texas does. That's awesome, by the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, so with all these news stories in, like, one day, I'm like, this is crazy, especially on April 1st. Um, Yeah, I mean, my first reaction was shock. You know, we'd we'd heard rumors of some guys who maybe wanted to transfer play elsewhere, but Adam Miller was not one of those guys that we had talked about as a a potential transfer. But, I mean, the more I think about it, it – like it, it, it doesn't make sense. But with the one-time transfer rule going into effect, I mean, we have a record number of kids in the transfer portal. You know, you don't have to sit out. It's college free agency, and I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, I think it's going to be really hard to build teams or big build programs or get guys to stay around. So, I mean, he's just another casualty of that, and it's just it's just a bummer for the sport because. You want to see a guy like Adam Miller stick it out four years at his hometown school and just like I want to see some kid at LaSalle or Oral Roberts, you know, stick it out and try to win there too. You just want to see kids stick it out and win for the schools they committed to. So I'm not as shocked just given that everyone transfers, but – this was worthy of an emergency pod.
0: It was. And I think it's important to note, like you said, that this is a new normal in college basketball. And we heard in Roy Williams' press conference today, and there's rumors around that. And I think Jeff Goodman was one of the first people to kind of go out and publicly say that Roy Williams wasn't a huge fan of the direction of where college basketball was going. And of course, that includes a transfer portal. And I think it probably... Might include a little bit of the name and image likeness kind of stuff that could be going into play too, but even North Carolina's been a victim of the transfer portal now. Walker Kessler, a former five-star center, enters a transfer portal, and that was before Roy Williams had announced his retri- retirement. And maybe Roy had done it with the team by that point, uh, and that may have factored into Walker Kessler's decision. I don't know if it did. I don't know if it didn't. But that's just another example. You look at Timmy Allen, a first-team All pack 12 player at Utah. Entering the transfer portal. And I know Utah's not very good. One of the lower tier Pac-12 programs. That's your conference, by the way. Congrats, conference champions doing their thing. You were right all along. Like that that's the type of player that's entering the transfer portal, along with an Adam Miller. And I think that what we need to remember is, like you said, this is the direction of college basketball. And either basketball fans are gonna have to get used to it, media members are gonna have to get used to it, teams, coaches, whatever are gonna have to get used to it, or there's gonna be some sort of reform in two, three years down the road. And I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea what that could even possibly look like, but I can't imagine that this is what college coaches want to have to deal with is their players just being able to go into the transfer portal and go wherever they want because it's free agency. And at that point it doesn't look anything like college basketball is supposed to look.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't like the direction it's trending in, but this is something we have to get used to. Uh, looking at I guess this move, what does this kind of do for Illinois roster next season? What does this mean for the team next year and maybe more years to come?
0: Well, I think it's really I think it's really detrimental to what you We're looking at what your starting lineup is going to be. Obviously, you're assuming was going to be gone. You're expecting Kofi to go through the NBA draft process and kind of make a decision based off what he hears feedback-wise. I've started to see his name appear in mock drafts. I was looking at the athletics. Sam Vecini had him going like 55. Obviously, that's really late second round. Team sometimes reach on people. Team sometimes maybe just take a kid base off potential or one skill set or whatever. Um, so he's by no means a sure pick in the NBA draft. Kofi, of course, and maybe Kofi comes back. But you were expecting Adam Miller to probably be your lead scorer at the guard position next season with the departure of IO and your expected departure of Trent Fraser and Demate Williams. Both of those guys had. Tweet sent out by the Illinois basketball Twitter account and Instagram posts kind of saying, like, thank you for all you've done for the program. That felt like a really clear goodbye. And I think that's there's a reason behind that. And I don't think those guys need to come out and say a statement of, hey, like I had a great four years, at Illinois, but I'm just not going to pursue this fifth year. They don't know Illinois. that they played their four years. They had a good career. You're expecting Adam Miller, I think, to be at your top scoring option at guard. Next season, regardless of who you brought in, whether that's a Ty Tai Washington, whether that's a Armand Franklin transfer from Indiana, whether that's a Brandon Podzmitski, a kid from Wisconsin, Illinois, and on or whoever you might add in the transfer portal or whoever's on your roster. I think you are expecting Adam Miller to be your lead scorer.
1: Yeah, I actually don't think short term this is that big of a loss like <laughs> I think Adam Miller was pretty disappointing this year, and I wasn't super impressed. I mean, he got off to that hot start in the MTE against those lower-level teams, but in Big Ten play, he shot 34% from the field, 32% from three, and he wasn't taking like tough off the dribble threes. I mean, he was kind of the corner spot-up shooter, so he was missing easy looks, um, only averaged seven points. Like, I really don't think he's that big of a loss. Early, up, like in the short term. Now, in the long term, he certainly had the potential to be an All Big Ten caliber player. But I was pretty disheartened after this year, anyway. And I think that some of those names you mentioned could be better players next year. Now, the problem is they're not on the roster, so you have to go land. You have to go land somebody. But I mean, like you said, there's a lot of good players in the portal. uh You know, Xavier Pinson, who is a Simeon kid, who we've seen multiple times being that he played in Missouri. You have a kid, Marion Jackson, who was the Toledo player of the year, or the Mac player of the year from Toledo, 6'1 guard. Kadari Richmond from Syracuse is another big time guard that's super young. It could be like, like, there's just so many good guards in the portal. And I think short term, they can definitely overcome this. Now, we're a far away, we're a long way removed from... I remember maybe a month ago or five, six weeks ago, we were talking about like, oh, Illinois is going to have too many guards next year if Frazier comes back and if Adam, you know, Adam Miller and Namari Burnett, they thought they were getting in Podzimski. So like, this is definitely not where you want to be because they went from like, we have too many guards to like, they actually need to land players. But there's enough good players in the portal that I think they'll be able to land some guards.
0: And this is what I, we closed one of our last podcasts with and when we were expecting to have this longer kind of break was it we didn't know what Illinois' rotation was going to look like, but now we really have no clue what their rotation's going to look like. I mean, if the season were to start tomorrow, I have no idea what Illinois' starting five would be. Based off the people that are on the roster now, that includes Kofi because he hasn't made an announcement. and I guess theoretically, if by that logic, you could say it includes Io, but we're going to say it doesn't include Io for the sake of argument's sake here. I think you're looking at Illinois' starting five right now being Andre Curbelo, Austin Hutcherson, Jacob Grandison, Georgie Bishanashvili, and I don't know who is your fourth? Coleman Hawkins, maybe? Coleman, Coleman. Maybe, Coleman. maybe your boy Coleman. I don't know who your fourth is. Now, that's not going to be Illinois starting five. And I, that you guys don't need to hear me say that, that that's not going to be Illinois starting five because they're going to go add kids in the transfer portal. That's a clear necessity now there's over 900 names in that portal so they're going to go get people what it comes down to though is like you said getting those targets and now sim how much more important is it for Illinois to land Ty Ty Washington or an Armand Franklin in your eyes so they do have those pieces at guard next season
1: yeah I mean it's essential you know Underwood likes to run three guard offenses and like I just said And like you just pointed out, they have like no guards right now. Um, And like a guy like Brandon Podzimski, the four-star recruit, like that's a nice fit. Like in the long term, but if you don't like get a ton of like, I don't know how much I want him to play right away necessarily next year. Like, I didn't want him in the Adam Miller spot. I maybe want him as a bench guard this season to kind of play behind those guys and learn and get his feet under him to be really good long term. Like, you don't want like Ty Ty Washington's different. He is a freshman, but I think that he um he's a uh, Ty Ty Washington's a little bit different, but he's good enough to contribute right away. But it's – I mean, there's just – they need to get some experience in the backcourt because Corbello is just a sophomore. Washington's a freshman. Uh, Posinski would be a freshman. Um, And I I do – like there are good players in the portal. I think Armand Franklin is a great – is a good catch-and-shoot guy that can come off the bench and contribute. A guy I like that's not in the Athletics' top 50 is Dukes Jordan Goldwire. That's a senior, a veteran, a guy that's playing a lot of big games. So there's guys out there. But, yeah, I mean, it is is essential to – land. like they went from – Even if Kofi comes back, you still need to land guards to be like a team at the top of the Big Ten. Like right now they went from a team that I thought had a shot to compete for another Big Ten title to like they don't get guys. It's going to be a rough year.
0: Yeah. And that's and that goes back to our conversation at the beginning of this is the transfer portal. This is college basketball during the transfer portal era. And now teams have to adapt and how they adapt is what's going to be. That's on coaching like that's on the coaching staff going out and getting people. And part of the maybe concern that Illinois fans have right now is the fact that they missed on so many guys early in the cycle. They hit on Luke, Luke Goody really early. They did that during quarantine about a year ago around this time, but then they went months without getting someone what I forget when Melendez committed specifically. I think that was February when we had that big snowstorm in Champaign, they went nearly a year without getting a second commit in that class. And they miss on a Jordan Nesbitt. I don't think you're as concerned today if you get a Jordan Nesbitt who ends up going to Memphis, or if you get a David Jones who ends up going to DePaul, or you get a Brandon Weston who ends up going to Seton Hall, or you originally get Ty Ty Washington before he goes to Creighton, or if you want to include a West Cardet who they're really not even connected with anymore. Like those are all players that Illinois missed on originally that i think adds to the concern that they have now and they're blessed i think to be in a situation where they can get ty ty washington again because i think ty ty washington if you're going off this list that the athletic has he's probably close to a top 10 available player when you include transfers and incoming freshmen in the entire country because he's a top 35 recruit by both major uh industry leaders in 24 7 sports and rivals and if you get that person you get that player you get ty ty washington a lot of your problems are solved because he's a pure scorer. He slides right into that Adam Miller, Sumu kind of role. And you've got Andre Curbelo who can facilitate with him. And you're going to be able to either bring Kofi back or go get another big from the transfer portal, and you're going to be okay. But because you missed on a Jordan Nesbitt, a David Jones, a Brandon Wesson, and all these other players that they recruited and ended up not getting, it makes you much more concerned today here on April 1st.
1: Yeah, so Ty Ty Washington is actually fifth on the athletics list, ahead of Adam Miller, ahead of a lot of good players that played in college uh, this year, like like Timmy Allen. So I think, yeah, Ty Ty Washington is expend all your resources at him, throw everything you can at him, try to get that guy uh, on your team. That's number one priority right now for Illinois. Now, another thing that I, I'm concerned about is maybe the – cultural effects or how this looks for the Illinois program because, you know, Miller comes in as like the savior as an Illinois guy and the fact they weren't able to keep him happy and get him the touches he wants. Now, a lot of that, like you mentioned earlier was because IO unexpectedly came back and all this, you know, this COVID stuff, but I'm a little concerned that, you know, top in state recruits that come from this similar area as Miller and have similar connections, maybe won't want to play here after seeing Miller not perform the way he did. And I will actually defend the coaching staff. They started him every game. They gave him they gave him opportunities. He did get shots. Like I don't think this is on the staff, but I'm worried now that the star and like the next big guy left and was unhappy after one year. I'm concerned that other star other incoming stars will feel that way. Is that a valid concern or
0: See, I think it's probably a somewhat valid concern, but I think the staff's very easily able to just say, well, look what we did with Io and look what we did with the Kofi. If it's a big, you know what I mean? Like JJ Taylor, or AJ Casey, let's, let's, let's focus JJ Taylor. Cause he's a little bit more of a guard and Casey's a little bit more of a forward to probably what the two best high school prospects in Chicago right now, you're more plugged into what's going on in Chicago basketball. Those are probably the two best right now.
1: Yeah. Those, those are the two best.
0: Okay. Well, Casey's first, he's a 2022 kid. So I think if, and once again, not a great comp, but if A.J. Casey's concerned and he want, if, it, if A.J. Casey decides he wants to come to Illinois and Illinois is obviously recruiting him very hard, things might not be going the best right now in that recruitment. I've heard Gonzaga starting to get some steam picked up there. If A.J. Casey ends up deciding he wants to come to Illinois, but his concern is, well, you know, Adam Miller went there, was a Mr. Basketball, you know, things didn't work out for him. Why? Like, why should I think things are gonna work out with me there? Like, that's a home state school for me. I think Brad Underwood, Chen Coleman, Orlando Antigua, Stephen Gentry, just have to say, yes, that didn't work out, and that's not in our control. But look at what we were able to do with Ayodele Sumu, another in-state kid who we got to a top twenty, top twenty-five pick. In all likelihood, that's where he's gonna fall. Look what we did with top 50 big man Kofi Coburn, making him into a first-team All-American, first-team All-Big Ten player, potential NBA player. Look at what we did with Andre Curbelo, who in two years, hell, for all we know, Sam, if Andre Curbelo comes back next year and shoots 35% from three and improves on defense, maybe Andre Curbelo sees his name really float around in NBA draft conversations. right? So they have the ability to kind of counteract that sell with, what they have been able to do. And you can even include Trent Frazier in that group because Trent Frazier was able to completely change his game. Look back at what he did his freshman year, pure score was not much of a defender. I mean, Brad has a famous quote of saying that Trent couldn't guard a statue. Well, now look at where Trent Frazier ends up at the end of his senior year, all big Ten defensive team. And they're able to sell that. They're able to sell the development of players. And I think that that really is the biggest concern that a lot of recruits and a lot of recruits' camps should probably have around the players that are looking to go to schools.
1: Yeah, that's a very good point. Talk to me off the ledge there. You you answered that question exactly how I wanted you to. Wow,
0: so maybe uh, Illinois so – so are you saying I should be on Illinois' s- staff?
1: That – I mean, I don't – look, if they don't make that pitch, then yes. Then hire Allen. <laughs> Josh, women, if you're listening, hire Alec. Um, (laughs) Back to Miller a bit. You know, before he came to Illinois, he was rumored to maybe he was going to Michigan. Arizona, Arizona State were in his top five. Uh, Where do we want to see him end up? Part of me wants to see him in Michigan because I just think that would make an awesome rivalry. So do you have any spots in mind where you'd like to see Adam Miller end up? Because I'd be shocked if he didn't go high major.
0: No, he's definitely going to end up at a high major school. He's one of the best players available in the entire country. Uh, I have no idea where he's going to end up. I don't think I could predict where 899 of the 900-plus kids that are in the transfer portal are going to end up. I have no clue. I have no freaking clue how that thing's going to work. I just want Adam Miller to go to a place he's going to be successful. Like I'm never going to wish ill will on a kid by any means. So I just want Adam Miller to go to a place he's successful, if that's Michigan, if that's another Big Ten school. Get your popcorn ready. Cause state farm center is going to be pretty rowdy when that kid comes to school next year. If I know Mizzou recruited him coming out of high school, if Conzo Martin really wants to continue to piss Illinois fans off and throw hot water on the bragging rights game with kids that were at Illinois or were signed at Illinois or whatever. Okay. Bragging rights is going to be really fun and really entertaining again. And I imagine there's going to be a good amount of fans there next year, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I have no idea what exactly could, what exactly could be happening or transpiring, but we'll, we'll see where he ends up.
1: My sneaky favorite Adam Miller location is in the Conference of Champions. I'd like to see him at Arizona State because that he talks about handling the ball and the Sun Devils use a lot of different handlers and get a lot of different guys. Like they let him play ISO ball, they let him handle. Um, I think they were recruiting him out of high school, so they were. They we'll were see.
0: in the top five.
1: Yeah, if this if he comes back if he, if he goes to Arizona State, we are putting this on the internet because I'm calling this now on April first, 6:48 p.m. Adam Miller to Arizona State. Let's make it happen.
0: All right, so we'll end up seeing where he goes. We're going to have clearly, I think, a more fun offseason full of podcasts than we probably expected. So we'll end up seeing where the rest of these episodes take us. I feel like this was a good start to season two. And uh, we've, got, we've got a really good guest lined up already for – early in season two and Alani fans, you're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you stay tuned for the upcoming episodes of inside the arc that we're able to hear more about Illini basketball in this wild and crazy Illini off season that we are getting ready to experience. Thank you for listening to inside the arc. This has been Alec Bussey and Brandon Simberg.